Thank you for downloading the podcast. We pray the Word of God will richly bless you today. So let's get right into the Word, knowing that God will speak into our lives today. I ran into the mayor, Mayor Jim Yarborough, while I was filling up with gas, and he came over and shook my hand and said, well, I guess all that praying Island Church does is paid off. <laughs> Amen. Well, I'm telling you one thing. We are so blessed, not only as a church, but as an island. I know some of y'all live on the mainland and have suffered a little more than us. But I- I'm telling you, the provision of God was there for us. And I'm excited. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that tonight on how to assimilate that. And not only that, how to... How to how to thank God for it, how to transmit it correctly, because if you don't cr- transmit it correctly, people are going to think, well, why did God do it for you and didn't do it for me? Amen? Now, let me just say this. You know, in 2008, we got wiped out, man. I mean, just as wiped out as they are up there. I mean, just as wiped out. The church was wiped out. Our homes were wiped out. And listen, we were tithers. We were righteous people. We were men and women of God. Come on, church. I'm telling you, down there in Aransas Pass and Rockport and in Victoria and up into, uh, you know, all the little communities and then up into Houston and over into... There's a lot of people over there that are tithers. They're righteous people. They're men and women of God. You say, well, well how, why, would, why, would, why would God do something as profound as He has done? Because it is profound because God showed us this. Many of you that were with us in Tulsa, now, Pastor Sam Carr was teaching on that Tuesday night, and he was teaching on being in the storm. And, and the Lord had actually, before that, several weeks before that, I'd been telling Leah, the Lord's just dealing with me, dealing with me about a storm, about a storm. about Why would he tell us? Why, why, didn't, why didn't he tell Lakewood Church? Why didn't he tell some grand church, big church up in, why? I don't know that. I don't know the answers to those questions. All I do know is that he did tell us, and we did pray, and God did deliver. But that does not lessen the faith of any other person or any other church up in Houston or anywhere else that God destroyed. Amen. Amen. So in understanding that and knowing that, we don't understand why God, th- why God does things the way He does. Or many times we don't understand uh, you know, the exact intent of how He does it. But here's the good news. He does it. So if we're not, listen, if we're not on the end of needing recovery, then we're going to be on the end of providing recovery. If we're not using our faith to get recovered, then we're going to use our faith to help recover other people. Now, let's look at some scripture real quick, and then we'll talk just a minute, and we'll, we'll let you go. I know a lot of people are busy, and we want to organize a couple of things tonight for some people in the church. Go all the way back to the book of Job. I was meditating on this earlier. Job chapter 1. Now, let me just say this about the book of Job because so much has been taught in the book of Job and people will refer back to it thinking that that is revelation relevant to today. But now, let me just say something, church. Listen very carefully to what I'm fixing to say. The revelation of the book of Job is not relevant to today. You say, now, what do you mean by that? Well, there's information in the book of Job that's given for example But the revelation of it is not the standard for our doctrine. Actually, if you study biblical history and the history of the Bible, the book of Job is the oldest book in the Bible, probably written by Moses. Now, if it's the oldest book, that means there's less revelation in that. The Bible is based upon progressive revelation. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, 
Acts, you know, Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, uh, Galatians, Ephesians, uh, 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 Colossians, Philippians. Those, those chapters of the Bible are, are much more advanced down the scale of Revelation than the book of Job. In the book of Job, we see some things spiritually, but in reality, there's some things in the book of Job you just can't apply to your life. You know, there's a lot of funerals I've been to, none, none I've con conducted. We'll see the scripture here in just a moment, where people get up and at the end of the funeral say, The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You ever heard that? Well, God never said that. Job said that. That's not a word of God, that's a word of Job. Amen. But now listen to this quickly. This is very interesting. It says in verse 6, it says, There was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also among them. So we do see something in the spirit realm. That even though Satan was kicked out of heaven, there was still access to heaven by him. Are you with me? Now, it says this. It says, uh, where did I go? It says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? And he said, uh, And Satan answered the Lord, uh, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and excueth evil? Now, now listen, that, I, I hope that would describe us. But more than Job was, we're more than that because we're born again. He wasn't born again. He was just a man that had some type of revelation from God and was serving God based on that knowledge. Now it says here that uh, uh, then Satan answered and said, uh, answered the Lord and said, "Doth Job fear God for nothing, for not, you know, for no reason? Hath thou not made a hedge about him and about his house and all that he hath on every side, that thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land?" But put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy faith. Now, this was a challenge of Satan to God. Amen? Actually, if you study the intent, what's called the, 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 uh, uh, the, the, the doctrinal intent of the revelation of the book of Job, it is it was a challenge of, 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 of Satan saying, God, if you bless people on the earth, they'll serve you. If you curse them, they'll curse you. Amen. Now, I've had times in my life when I, did, I wasn't blessed. I've had times in my life when the money wasn't flowing. I've had times in my life when healing wasn't working. I've had times in my life when I didn't have the joy of the Lord. But I didn't curse God. And that's the challenge the enemy will put out to people. Yeah, as long as they're doing okay, they'll go to church. As long as they're, yeah, as long as the money's flowing, as long as they're healthy. But man, uh, you, the enemy touches them in any way or something happens in their life. They'll walk away from you in a minute. Well, we know that's not true. That was the initial challenge. Now, notice what it says. He says, you've made a hedge around him. Now, if God had made a hedge around Job, how did Satan know Job was in there? Now, without preaching or teaching the whole book of Job, let me tell you, there is an element an ingredient of the adversary that when it gets into humanity, the adversary knows it. You say, what is that? It's called fear. His children were not serving God. Bible scholars I've read after even says there was probably even incest in the family. And based on his fear, he was doing sacrifice unto the Lord on behalf of his children. Well, all I can say is, Job, you should have raised your children better. Come on. You should have raised him to serve God, but he didn't. 
So we know the story about how, how you know, the, the enemy came in. Uh, God did not do that to him. Satan did that to him. It says, talks about there was a day when his sons and daughters, they were eating and drinking, and, and there came a messenger that Job said, oh, we were plowing, and, and, uh, plowing with the oxen, and the asses were feeding beside them. And the Sabians fell upon them and took them away. And they've slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped to tell thee. And then it says, while they were yet speaking, there came also another that said, the fire of God. Now, could you imagine that? The fire of God has fallen from heaven and burned up all the sheep. <laughs> Amen. Well, I'm telling you, it's going downhill fast, isn't it? And the servants were consumed, and, then my, and, the servant, and consumed them. And I only am escaped to tell thee. And while he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, Now the Chaldeans uh, came out and carried away, uh, have, have came out by bands and fell upon the camels. And have carried them away, and yea, slain thy servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another that said, Thy sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness, and smote the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men, and they are all dead. And I only am escaped to tell thee. It says, Then Job arose and rent his, rent his mantle, and shaved his head, and fell down upon the ground, and worshipped. Everybody say, worshipped. He worshiped, said, Naked I came out of my mother's womb, naked I shall return thither. Uh, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We know that's not true. The Lord gave, but the devil took it away. But now notice, the next scripture is what I want to get to tonight. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. That means in the desperation of life, you can't sin. Nor can you charge God foolishly. Everybody say, charge God foolishly. That means with our communication, I, it's, I won't say that, it's, that, that uh, uh, you know, being a victim is popular. But it's the status quo for this area. You hear what I'm saying? You say, what do you mean? Most of the people we're going to interact with in the next six to eight months to uh, ten months to a year are going to be victims. People have come to this church. They're going to come to this church that belong to other churches. And they're going to come and they're going to praise and worship God. They're going to give in the offerings. And I'm going to encourage them to go back to their churches when their churches are rebuilt. Come on, church. We don't have to steal from other churches. I'm going to encourage. I'm going to, when I start seeing people come in, other families, I'm going to say, listen, if you belong to another church up on the mainland that has been washed out, uh, that is being restored right now, and you don't have any place to come to church, come to Island Church. We'll feed you. We'll bless you. We'll give you the Word of God. We'll do whatever we need to do. But in the meantime, let's believe God that your church will get restored, and you're going to, when, you, when your church is restored, you go back to your church, and we bless you to do it. We're not going to take advantage of anything or anybody. The promotion of God does not happen when some people are down and others are up. And based upon them being down, we take advantage of that. That's not going to happen. Everybody say, that's not going to happen. But now listen, in charging God foolishness, you're going to begin to hear from the media. You're going to begin to hear from even insurance companies. You're going to hear acts of God. Now we know, we're well taught here. Uh, we know these are not acts of God. The Bible says the thief cometh not but to, for, for to steal, kill, and destroy. Even a hurricane itself goes against nature. 
Any of you that's ever studied weather patterns, I've kind of been a student of the weather for many years because of my hobbies and things that I like to do. I like to watch uh, uh, the ocean and, and know what causes waves. I like to know what causes the migration of waterfowl to come. I've just watched weather and studied weather for years. Now, the, the typical weather, weather patterns are of our planet set by God run from the northwest to the southeast around this planet on a perpetual, continual basis. All hurricanes, typhoons, whatever you call them, spin back against the grain of that. It's unnatural. It's not God. The Bible says it's the thief that cometh not, but for to steal, kill, and destroy. So there are several things you're going to have to be careful because when you hear them, you're going to have to be prepared to minister correctly to these types of mindsets. Number one, God has allowed this to come into my life to teach me something. Now, now we all kind of laugh at that, but you're going to be surprised the multitudes of people who are going to be mad at God. I know I should have been serving God. I know I should have been tithing. I know I should have been doing this. I know I should, should have been doing that. Listen. We are not the type of people that need to set a standard of right, we're right, you're wrong. We're the type of people that want to set a standard of you're hurting and we want to help you. Amen. So the mindset of, of, you know, this has come upon this area, Houston is, and I've already heard, you've already, listen, I've already heard, you get on the internet, you find all kind of crazy stuff, prophets, I call them non-prophets. Idiot. Oh, Houston has such a large homosexual community. That's why it happened. Or Houston is this or that, and that's why. No, that's not, listen, that's not true at all. We are still living in the acceptable year of the Lord and under the mercy of our God. Come on, church. Mercy is available. Grace is available. Blessing is available. Goodness is available. And we need to be the procurers of that and then the ones that distribute that. Are you with me? Now, charging God foolishly. Well, God allowed this to happen, or God just did it. It's an act of God. Amen? Well, the, Paul, Pastor Paul Chase, he'll be with us here in a couple of weeks. He said, yeah, because they've had two or three, uh, uh, they call them typhoons over there that have hit Manila in the past three or four years. One of them was a Cat 5. And brother, I'm telling you, it wrecked that place. He said, you know, you're blessed in Galveston because at least you don't have earthquakes and volcanoes. He says, we get the hurricanes, but we get the earthquakes and the volcanoes too, you know. So we have to be able to correctly, because, you know, you'll be at a, some of you that will volunteer, some of you that will go out, do tear outs in houses, things like that. I mean, we know when we were here in 2008 ministering in our parking lot, down into October and November, people would pull up into our, our parking lot and would spill out of their car weeping on the ground. Wondering why has God allowed this to befall our lives? You've got to be prepared to be able to talk to people. To be able to minister the grace and the mercy of God to them. Now, let me say this up front. This will help some of us. There's a lot of excitement going on right now. There's going to be a, well, these people are doing this, and these people are doing that, and these people are doing this, and there's, these people are doing that, and all that. But let me tell you something. It don't take long for that to die down. And there's a post-traumatic recoil effect that we're going to need to be prepared for as a church. We've already begun some things with CIA. I've already talked to some other people. I was on the phone to Pastor, uh, uh, actually he's Bishop Bob James now. He's the presbyter over all the Pentecostal churches of God down there in the, uh, 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 the South Tex Texas district. The church in Aransas Pass was very badly damaged. The church in Rockport was totally destroyed. 
Rockport is kind of the epicenter. That's where it's just wiped out down there. And so uh, we've already begun our, uh, uh, how can you say this, initial work in doing things down there. You say, what have we done? We've contacted. We've made financial commitments. We've, we're, we're, we're contacting other pastors who are contacting us saying, how can we give? What can we do? We're going to coordinate all that and get all that together. Then after we dismiss the service here, we're going to ask all those that want to stay and be a part of a volunteer team to stay. And we'll talk about what we need to do in the next couple of days. We've got some people in our church that are hurting and need some, uh, uh, some help and assistance. But in the meantime, we must stay on the standard of the Word of God. Amen? All of the summation of the book of Job, at the end of the book of Job, the Bible says when he began to pray for his friends, when he began to do something on behalf of others, God turned his captivity. Uh, one, one, I'm trying to think of who it was, texted me today and said, this is an opportunity for the light of the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to shine brighter than it's ever shined before. And listen, there are going to be those that are going to come up with all kinds of crazy foolishness and all kinds of goofy things. We don't have to be one of them. Amen? Now, uh, another thing, let me mention this, and we'll, and we'll uh, pray and dismiss, and then those that want to stay and talk about working and doing some things, we'll, we'll talk to you. Uh, the church um, over on Broadway, what's the name of it? Temple Emmanuel was flooded. I was over there today helping them. I helped them carry all their chairs out. And uh, 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 I think Gabe was over there. I don't, did Alan go over there? Alan and them were. Uh, several of us were over there today helping them. I have offered our church to them for if they want to do a service like on Sunday afternoon or something like that, we want to make our, our church available. Amen? So once we get a game plan on how to help them more on what to do, I will let you know. But that's one of the churches here on the island. I think it's the only one that I've heard of. Has anybody heard of another one? I, don't, I haven't heard of any other churches that have been damaged or hurt. But it was not only their, their church, but also their home. So we want to be sure and minister to them. Amen? So in all of this, do not charge God foolishly. And when you hear those that do charge God foolishly, be prepared with the Word of God to talk about how it's John 10. You only need one scripture. We've been teaching on the authority of the believer. We're going to start teaching on the name of Jesus on Sunday morning. You only need one scripture. Well, I'm not a preacher like you. I've been in the ministry for all these years. I'm not a Bible. You only need one scripture. John 10, 10. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, kill, and destroy. You tell everybody it's the thief. The thief did it. Who's the thief? Satan, the devil, our adversary. But Jesus said, I am come that you might have life. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring life. It's going to cost money. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. Amen? But we're going to do it in Jesus' name. How many agree? Praise God. Let's lift our hands and worship the Lord. Father, we worship you tonight. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy, Father. We glorify your name. We exalt you, Lord. We exalt you, Lord. We bless you and glorify you. We exalt. Now, yes, I'll do that, Lord. One more thing. Let me mention this. When I was a young teenager, began to get away from the Lord. And I think this is very helpful to say this, not only to say this for, with our teenagers being here, but to also help equip you with information that helps people. When I was a young teenager, the enemy began to come after me in different ways.
And one of the ways the enemy did it was to get my eyes on things like this and say to me, if there's a God, why'd this happen? Now, it wasn't a hurricane or I don't, you know, the, I guess the major storm of my young life was Carla, 1961. I still remember going outside during Hurricane Carla at, at about noon and it being black as night. Still remember that to this day. But I had a grandmother that was going through cancer, who was probably one of the most spiritual people in my life. Uh, some things that were happening and gone on in our family, some other things. And the enemy was just pounding my mind with this thought. If there's really a God, is this really the God you want to serve? Is this really the God you want to serve? And you know, if people don't know God the way they should, the enemy uses that same trap. I mean, I can see men and women standing in front of their flooded out home and the enemy saying to their mind, you want to serve a God that does this? Is this kind of God you want to serve? You know, I read a statistic that right after, uh, uh, what was the storm in New Orleans? Katrina, right after Katrina, that drug and alcohol abuse rose by 80%. That the drug dealers just poured the drugs into New Orleans. The alcohol, people without, he said the bars every night were packed with people. Because that lie was being run on people's minds. You want to serve, you want to serve a God? Is that the kind of God you want to serve? That's why we as people, we as the body of Christ, have to walk in extreme love. Not just the love that God calls us to walk in as believers one toward another, but literally, you know, the Bible talks about special faith in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 being a supernatural gift of the Spirit. I've heard people describe it. I've never really, if I've had it operate in my life, it's, it's been in a situation, but not in a ministry circumstance where you pull someone out of a wheelchair or do something. But I've heard people talk about how it's like a, like a coin, like you drop an old coin into an old coin-operated phone. You just see that faith that just drop into you like that. See, that's special. That's outside of your, of your faith that just comes by the Word of God. Well, I'm believing God will have love like that. That there'll be a special, for Island Church, that there'll be a special deposit of the love of God in our hearts where His compassion will flow through us to get that thought out of people's minds. And that they, when they, after they experience us, they'll know, that's the kind of God I want to serve right there. That's the kind of God I want to serve right there. Amen. Stand on your feet tonight. And let me just invite all those that want to hang around here for a few minutes. We'll talk about what we need to do, what we need to organize, and some things that may come up in the next few weeks, some opportunities that we'll have. And we'll do that right after the service. Father, we bless your name. Now, Father, we want to take a moment and we want to thank you that you were blessed, blessing us, favored us. That your hand was extended to this little sliver of, of sand right in the middle of the greatest catastrophe that has ever happened in the United States of America. There's a little sliver of land two miles wide, 33 miles long, that you spared and that you put your hand of favor upon. And Lord, we want to tell you tonight how thankful we are. And we commit to you, we consecrate to you
not to take this for granted in any way. That our work in the next few weeks, that our giving in the next few weeks and months, that our help up on the mainland, down south, wherever we go, whatever we do, that that will be connected to our thanksgiving to you for what you've done for us. Father, I don't know why you showed this to us. I don't know why the prayer of of faith was prayed over this island and over this church and over many of our homes. I don't know why. I just know that you did it, Lord, and that it was supernatural and that we thank you for it. And, Father, we know that Psalms 91 has worked for us. No evil has befallen us. No plague has come nigh our dwelling place. Angels have had charge over us. Now, Father, we thank you as we travel in the next few days, the next few weeks, the next few months. On the highways, the airways, the seaways, the railways, your hand of favor and protection is upon us. Lord, as many return back to their jobs and their businesses, thank you, Heavenly Father. No accidents, no trauma. Lord, as we go out, as we do tear-outs, as we go down south and work with Brother Denny, as we, when he comes up here, as we work with, I declare there'll be not one accident, not one problem, no trauma, no terror, no evil plans of wicked men or the devil himself. And devil, we say the blood of Jesus is against you. That which you have meant for harm, God is going to turn to good. And to the dimension that the flood came, we thank you that the flood of God's presence and power will come upon this region. And special grace will be extended. Heavenly Father, I remind you of the millions of dollars over the years that have come out of Houston, Texas. Out of the great assembly of God churches up there. Out of churches like Living Stones and Lakewood Church. Lord, out of the great uh, 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 Word of Faith, Dusty Kemp's church, out of these great churches, millions of dollars that have flowed over the years into missions. Millions of dollars that have flowed to help bring recovery to, to, to hurricane victims in New Orleans and, and even other places around the world. You said, Lord, to put you in remembrance. The missionaries that have left this area and gone to the nations of the world. The churches that get up every Sunday morning and glorify and magnify your name. They're hurting. They need you, Lord. And we ask for your great hand of provision to come upon this area in Jesus' name. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We remind you of the prayers of those that have gone before us that saw things in the Spirit. Many of them saw a great move of God. Let that move of God begin out of this. In Jesus' name we ask. Father, we're so thankful to you tonight as we leave. We're grateful for your mercy, your compassion, and your kindness. We walk in faith towards you, Lord. We leave tonight walking in love toward one another, thanking you for our church. We leave as the ambassadors of Christ you've called us to be, representatives of the kingdom of heaven, thanking you here at Island Church. We're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, and anointed by the Holy Ghost. God bless you. We'll see you Sunday morning, 1045. Thank you for joining us. We trust you enjoyed the message today. For services and special events, visit our webpage at www.islandchurchgalveston.com. You can contact us by phone at 409 
770-9113. We are located at 2411 69th Street, Galveston, Texas. And remember to keep looking unto Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith.